Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. My guest today is a model and actress who got her big break on the hit TV show, One Tree Hill. She's currently juggling a starring role in the primetime soap opera, Dynasty, with her final weeks of pregnancy and impending motherhood. Daniela Alonso, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm sad that you're there and not here, but we'll get to that in a second, whatever that means. Let's start at the beginning. Where are you from? I am from New York City, born and raised. Do you miss it? I do. I really do. There's you no really place. do? Yeah, I do. I was such a city kid. I grew up uh, a block in Central Park. I mean, it's like oh. the best city. My only problem with New York, because I grew up there too, is that mm-hmm. Central Park is like a zoo for trees in Manhattan. Like, it's just all <laughs> concrete. <laughs> you want to see trees, you got to go to the zoo for trees as some kind of park. But I do miss like the hustle and bustle and the busyness and like the insane diversity just everywhere. You know, you leave there and you go to some more homogenous zones and, and you realize, you know, it's just such a beautiful melting pot there. And at all hours of the night, there's always something open. I don't know. I just feel so at home there. The first time I went to Nebraska with my wife, we were checking it out for her internship. And we got there around 9.30, 9.45. We checked into our hotel. And, you know, I said to the guys, is there anything, you know, what's what's good? Can we get a movie? Can we get a drink? He's like, it's almost 10 o'clock. <laughs> Everything's closed. <laughs> you can go to Home Depot. That's about it. So wow. thank goodness for the Walmart. And, <laughs> And also, where are your parents from? You're an interesting genetic makeup. Yes, my mom is Puerto Rican, and my dad is Peruvian, Indian, and Japanese. Wow, that's quite a soup. But Greek um, alone is a mix because we're everything. But then you add my dad. Yeah, and then uh, now you're everything times two, everything squared. Mm-hmm. I mean, it came out really good. You got a, just a Thank great you. everything. It's a good combination. Where? Did you get your start in acting? Is that something you always wanted to do? Yeah, I, I did. Ever since I was little, I loved movies. And so I didn't really know what it was, but I was just like, I want to be in movies. I want to do that. And when I was 15, I started modeling. I was signed with Ford. And it was just so much fun. All my friends were models, but we were teenagers in the city. And so we worked together. We had coffees after, bagels and coffees, and walked around the city. And it just was so much fun. You can have bagels when you're modeling? Yeah. I did. I had a fast time. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> but it was so much fun. And then eventually modeling led to commercials. Commercials led to guest stars, and it was just, it was that gradual process. So you entered modeling knowing that that could be a stepping stone no. to acting? No, you just wanted to model. No, I didn't want to model. They found um, you? Act, and then I signed with a manager, my first manager, who first said no, she didn't want to work with me, and then called me like a week later and was like, I'll work with you. And she was like, but you should probably do some modeling, make some extra cash to pay for headshots and pay for all this other stuff. So she hooked it up with Ford, and then I didn't even, that was never a thought in my mind because I'm shorter. And so I actually started working and I was like, this is great. You make so much money. It's so easy. And it was just fun for me, but it wasn't what I wanted to do, but I just did it because it was a fun side job. It was like my part-time job. Because mm. you're 15, so you're in high school. How does modeling work with high school schedule? Um, I don't know how it worked, but I made it work. <laughs> I don't know. Like it was... Yeah, I went to school and I guess I might have missed a couple of days to do a couple of jobs. <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty seamless, actually. And I also had a part-time job, too. I'm a New Yorker. Like, we had a lot of things going on. There's always never sleep, never sleep. Yeah. 
when you said you were inspired by movies, are there specific movies or specific actors who stuck out in your mind? No, I just loved it. I loved, you know, just the way they made me feel. Like the sad, the happy, the, you know, I remember there was a movie called The Never Ending Story when I was little and it was just like, oh, like I just bought into all of it, the adventure. And I just, I wanted to, I didn't really know what it meant to be in movies, but I just wanted to be a part of that creation, like creating these worlds. I still remember when I thought the people were in the screen or like behind Uh the screen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> acting you know i distinctly one time remember waving and thinking i wonder if they can see so yeah that was last week no i'm just kidding okay so acting so you said modeling turned into commercials and then commercials turned into tv how did that so ford had a division at innovative which is a, an agency in new york and then they signed me commercially so I started going out commercially and then they were like, oh, and I started booking stuff. And they were like, well, let's sign you theatrically. And then, you know, I did all the law and orders, which is what you do when <laughs> you're in New York. And it was awesome. I had a great experience and it was great to do the guest stars and learn how it actually works on set, the dynamics on set. And then when I graduated college, it was just, you know, I was working. And then eventually I just, I booked One Tree Hill and that was my first series regular, and that was the first time I ever left the city. That was a big, big deal for me because I was like, I'm never leaving New York. Oh, where did they film? Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh. It's such a great city. I loved Wilmington. But it was a culture shock for sure. On the water. Yeah. It was gorgeous. Carolina Beach. I loved it. I went through the, like, Screen Gem Studios. I went through there one time, and yeah. we popped on set with the Dawson's Creek people. Yes. For a moment. Well, I went back a few years, well, not a few, a couple years later, and I shot another show there called Revolution. And it was like so different because it was like 10 years later or something like that. And it, the city had completely changed, but it was still, it still felt the same, but it just grew. It was bigger. Yeah. It was a pretty neat town. Like just a like true Southern hospitality. Like everybody was just friendly with everybody. I miss that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I loved everyone that I worked with. On both shows. In college, did you study theater or? No. No, my parents were like, you're not going to study theater. You could study, because, you know, they were like, you could go to acting school anywhere in the city. For college, I want you to get a degree. So I studied communications. That's like the next closest thing. It is kind of close. Yeah. And you're a great communicator. So it paid off. I mean, did you also go to acting schools? I did. I mean, I studied at every school. We Sparin. I studied at... Lee Strasberg. I can't even think of all this. It's kind of amazing, though, because, like, you're in school, you're working a part-time job, you're modeling, you're taking acting classes. You know, I think that on one hand, I think people are always curious, like, how do you end up on TV, right? But maybe you just get lucky. But I think in most cases, it involves a little bit of luck and a lot of hard work. Yeah. I mean, some people do get lucky, but all the actors that I know that are my friends, I mean, we've been doing this forever, and it does take work. You just have to be constantly working, whether that classes or whatever. Just always keep the engine running, you know? Are soap operas different? Yes. That was my first big job. I did a soap called As the World Turns, and <laughs> I was not prepared for that. I have so much respect for soap actors because I remember I booked the job and I had to 
I guess you shoot two episodes a day or when I was working on it, that's how we shot it. And I was working like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So that was six episodes. And they gave them to me like the Thursday before that Monday. So I had four days to memorize six episodes. And I think, Oh, wow. Yeah. Over a hundred pages that I had to memorize. And you know, your brain just doesn't, I wasn't used to that. So I had to like have my cousins help me in shifts. They would just come over and like eight hour shifts. Yeah. Run lines with me. Oh, I mean, I assume everybody had the same situation. So is there a lot of like ad-libbing, like almost to script or you, you got to get it a hundred percent straight. For the job that I had, we had to, everyone was so pro and they just, I mean, they nailed it. We also had experience. This was like my first job, first time, first day on set. And you show up and they block all 12 scenes in a row in the morning. So you write everything down and you have to remember all your blocking as well as all of your lines, shoot it in one, maybe two takes, and then go home. Which, yeah. after a while, it's actually the best job. It was, it was fun, and once you get the hang of it, it's easy. But, you know, the very first couple of days, it was, I had to focus. I was petrified. I mean, I was a theater major, and I just, memorizing just one script for the <laughs> season, you know, it was so daunting. So I, I really can't even imagine. That's uh, that's pretty intense. And then blocking is just where they tell you where to walk and where to enter and where to exit and where to move and where to be. It's it's a whole other set of memorizations on top of your lines. And it's all new. So it's like you don't know the sets. And so they're like, walk here, cross on this line. And you're like, oh, my God, do I even know that line? No, I have to remember, I have to cross on that line because the cameras are following you. It's all choreographed. It's really a great job. It sounds crazy and fun. It is. It was. And you're crazy and fun, so it's a perfect match. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I am having so much fun talking about your background, but I really want to get into your current ground. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll figure out how you got all knocked up and what you're planning to do for this (laughs) birth. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Berlin, and I want to talk to you about something that is close to my heart, literally, omega-3. It's a crucial nutrient that's sadly overlooked. With 95% of women deficient, Needed, the supplement brand I trust, created their brand new omega-3 soft gels. Designed by perinatal experts, they support you and your baby's well-being from fertility to pregnancy and beyond. Unlike other brands, Needed's Omega-3 is sustainable, pesticide-free, and third-party tested for purity. Plus, my favorite, it has a milder taste and smell, perfect for sensitive mamas. Don't wait. Visit thisisneeded.com and use code BERLIN to get 20% off your initial order. Experience the needed difference, consciously crafted for your health and the planet. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Daniela Alonso. Okay, so such a fascinating background and it's just so warm down to earth and friendly and you don't always find out with people in your career. So I, know. I, I appreciate you. Let's talk about this pregnancy. So first of all, where'd you meet your partner and when? So I met him in acting class, Aha. Uh-huh. but I've known him for three years I'm very shy. So I've known him for three years. He's like the best actor in our class. He really is, was. Everyone wanted to work with him. 
but I never spoke to him. So I'd known him for three years, really admired his work, but we never spoke. And then I think three and a half, four years later, I was finally like, okay, you know what? I'm going to ask him out. And I did. (laughs) After literally not saying a single word to this poor guy. No kidding. Yeah. How was the response? I mean, I see where you are now. <laughs> but it's gone. <laughs> He's like, yeah, when? Tomorrow? I was like, mm, no, <laughs> maybe in a week. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So is he an actor too then? He's an actor. He's, um, he does theatrical work, but he's also a voice actor. Is it hard having two actors in one union? You know, I've heard people say that. I think for us it works because... I mean, I respect him so much and he's, he's been such a great help, you know, to me with every audition I get, he's just so good. But I think the hardest part is when we're both working. And so we have to separate, he has to go somewhere, I have to go. And so it's like the distance is the hard part. Cause you're always somewhere new at the drop of a hat. Yeah. So that, I mean, that's the part I really, because any two people that work in the same industry always have a, a potential problem because, you know, opposites attract and likes repel each other. But really for you, because I work with so many um, people in entertainment, it's, that's what I see all the time. You'll have one person in Wales and one person in Canada, and, you know, and they have, let's say, two kids. And it's like, how do you juggle all of that? I have no idea. We've done well so far. This is going to be a new... (laughs) This is a new adventure. Okay, so you're pregnant now. I mean, obviously, the relationship worked out there. (laughs) How soon into it did you start thinking about kids? It's funny because I wasn't... When when we first started dating, it wasn't even a thought in my mind, and he didn't want kids. Ever? Well, ever. Oh. But I I didn't really believe... I, I was like, okay, I think that's where just where he's at, and he's younger than me. So I was like, that's okay. I mean, at his age, I was like, no, I don't want kids. And then slowly, I think after maybe three years, we both started shifting a little bit. And I definitely shifted. Something just clicked. Who brought and it up first? I did. Ah. So I felt it. And so I just was like, something's changing. And how do you feel? And he was like, well, I don't know. And, you know, it was like a, just a process of us getting to that place at the same time where I never would ever pressure him. And he also had to do it when it felt right for him. Mm-hmm. You know? So the conversation just kept going and checking in with each other? About a year of talking about it and then us looking at each other and finally going, I think, I think we should try. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, are you? Yeah, let's do it. That's exciting. Yeah. I mean, just getting on the same page together is very exciting. Yeah, we're very lucky because, you know, it's hard. You can't, you can't force people to want something that big. Right. And it's just when you're not on the same page, it's such a discontent in the relationship because especially in theory you love each other so much and you want to give each other anything you possibly can but a baby is a big thing to just give <laughs> without really being ready for it so it's kind of exciting that you got on the same page so when you started trying did things move quickly oh uh, no <laughs> no they did not it took for this baby it took i would say eight months trying and nothing working like it just would not work but it was also because I was in a different city and so it was like trying to time ovulation with days off with flying and just getting there right in time or it just it just was so stressful and specifically with the goal of like I gotta fly to see you so we conceive and then I gotta get back to work exactly and it just kind of sucked 
at first it was fine, but then it was like when I wasn't getting pregnant, then it starts to add this other level of pressure. And then it's like, it's just so much pressure. And I finally got pregnant when I said, you know what? I'm done. We're done. Cause I had um, frozen my eggs years ago just so I wouldn't feel that pressure. Mm-hmm. And I just said to him, you know what? The timing thing, the flying back and forth, it's just becoming so stressful that I think we'll just do IVF in the summer when I'm off from the show. With, with then, your frozen eggs? Yes. Embryo. Yeah, we're frozen embryos. Oh, you froze embryos together? Well, no, we did that after. I froze my eggs at first because I didn't know him when I froze them. I gotcha. And then you made embryos that stayed frozen. Yeah. Ah. But then I got pregnant. <laughs> so I oh, without them? Without them, yeah. I think it was once I just let go of the trying so hard and trying to make it work, you know, all the pressure of that, it just happened naturally. Well, that must have been a surprise. It was. <laughs> it was a big surprise because, you know, we were shooting and then two days later they shut us down because of Corona or COVID. And I just flew back to LA. And when I flew back, I found out I was pregnant. It was crazy. Oh, you were shooting Dynasty? I was shooting Dynasty. Mm-hmm. And then when COVID broke out, they just shut everything down? We had like a day notice. They shut us down. I flew home two days later and just was like, you know, hanging out at home and then found out I was pregnant. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It's crazy how that happened. So I've spent most of my pregnancy at home in quarantine. Yeah, that's also kind of interesting. Well, what was your first clue that you were pregnant? Just my missed period. I was like, oh, you're pretty regular then. Yeah. And then you you took a test. The test. Did you take a bunch of tests like everybody else? No. You took one test. One. Made an appointment with the doctor because I was like, I just like to confirm at the doctor's office. You don't trust more tests. No. Yeah, you're, I think you're the first person I've interviewed that did one test. Really? Yeah, <laughs> and trusted it. Either way, people t- like... Like I could feel it in my body. I don't know. I just felt like something was off. When you did tests and they were negative, did you only do one test? Let me think about that. Yeah. You're a one test kind of girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's unique. They even usually sell the two in a pack. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they for the next time. Um, how did you break the news? Um, I think I just called him into the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I showed it to him. And that's yeah. it. I just, yeah. Because again, I was waiting for the doctor's confirmation. This was like, okay, I think this is right. <gasps> let's get a little excited, but let's wait till the doctors. And then that is when. How's your pregnancy been? You know, it's been pretty good. I have to say I first trimester was, I had nausea, but I didn't, you know, I didn't throw up and and all that. It was just like, I was just really tired, really, really tired. I slept a lot. So I was grateful for the time off. And then second trimester was amazing. Third trimester. Oh, you're such an energetic soul. (laughs) It's hard to picture that first trimester where you feel fatigue and lazy. Like my guess is you probably came down to my normal energy. (laughs) <laughs> that was the hardest part, actually, the mental, because I was so used to go, 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 and we were flying back and forth every weekend and working, and then all of a sudden it's like, stop, and my body is like, you need to sleep another eight hours a day. So that was really hard for me, because my for mind you. was, yeah, I felt good. Oh, yeah, and what you were saying about third trimester. So, well, the third trimester hit, and... That's when I met you. (laughs) (laughs) That's when a lot of people meet me. Oh, everything just started to, I mean, I, I'm, I'm healthy and I feel good, but my 
hips, my groin, like the belly is just really heavy, my ribs. It's just a lot of aches and pains and discomfort and not sleeping because of it. So I haven't really slept this third trimester. Yeah, did quarantine, I know it prevented a lot of people from getting self-care and from doing their usual workouts. Did it affect you that way too? You know what? I'm very grateful. No, because I made a gym out of my garage. Mm. um, I did my Pilates. I did yoga. I have two amazing teachers that I worked with. So I worked out. Also, I knew I was coming back to work and possibly while I was pregnant. Mm. Never knew when we were going to start back up, but I was like, I have to, you know, kind of stay in shape. And so I did Pilates and yoga five days a week, minimum, height, those other two days, and just tried to stay as active as I could. I wish, you know, because I made a gym at home too, and it's got all this great equipment in it. One day I should go in there and just blow the (laughs) dust off of it. It's just, I'm glad you were. That you love, like that one kind of exercise that you, you really, like I love Pilates. I love it. Yeah, I haven't found it yet. I've been searching. I love gelato. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I see what you're saying because I have no problem doing gelato three times a week. Exactly. But uh, I haven't found the exercise yet. But I'm still looking, and I try, and I force myself to do stuff I don't love. But uh, exercise called TACFIT. What's it called? TACFIT. T A C T F I T. Oh, TACFIT. And a lot of the martial artists do it, and it's mostly breathing mixed with movement. But it's a workout, so you get yeah. maces, and you kind of like are constantly moving. It's a little more amped version of yoga, but it's like you really get in tune with your breath, and you don't stop moving for the 45 minutes you're working out, but it keeps, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool exercise. You know? I am legit going to check it out because right now I'm just doing breathing with Netflix and it is not <laughs> working. <laughs> All right. I want to find out about your birth plan and you're giving birth soon. So hopefully you have your ideas because I know things have changed for you. We'll talk about it when we come right back. <laughs> Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. We're talking to Daniela Alonzo, and you are in Atlanta, Georgia. So you didn't know. Everything was up in the air. I know when I met you for the first time, you're like, this might be my only appointment. You've got to make it good. It has to last because I might be going to Atlanta. And you didn't know, and they kept pushing it off. And then you thought, maybe you're going to give birth in Los Angeles, maybe not. What was your original plan, like if you were going to give birth in Los Angeles? So, yes, my original plan was to go to Cedars. So a hospital birth. A hospital birth. But then two friends of ours introduced us to a midwife, Bliss Young, and she completely like blew us away. And her energy just, she was just so incredible. And she kind of like just, not that she talked me into it, but I just was like, I could deliver at home. I could do this. I just felt so confident in her. And then she made me feel confident in myself. I had an amazing doula named Cassie Turney who, I love. She's just so sweet and just, she knows so much and she just made me feel so comfortable. And so then it switched from Cedars to home birth. Yoga doula. Yeah. Yeah. Cassie. is. uh, Yeah. That's who I've been doing yoga with. Oh, amazing. So Bliss Young is so great. She's been on our podcast a few times and I've done a lot of births with her in different settings back when she was a doula and then again when she's a midwife she's so calming and so you know empowering 
I'm like I feel like I can give birth at home now. That's how <laughs> it really is. Fun. That's a perfect mm-hmm. word. So you have, you're all set for a home birth in Los Angeles with a great midwife and a great doula. I can't take my eyes off your doggy in the background. Oh, so sweet. Um, a great midwife and a great doula. And then you finally get the call. We're going to Atlanta. Yeah. When I finally like just wrapped my head around it and was like, this is it. This is where she's going to be born. Then we get the call. We're going back to Atlanta. <laughs> and so then it was like, oh boy. So it just blew everything up. I mean, it was insane. I can't even describe like that initial feeling where you're like, yes, after eight months of not working, this is amazing. But now I have to find a doctor. I have to find a midwife, a doula, like just figure out what I'm going to do there. And I have two weeks to do it. And the problem is because of COVID, a lot of, there's incredible doctors out here, but they're not taking transfers. Mm -hmm. So I called so many offices and they weren't taking transfers and a lot of the doctor's offices wouldn't give me an appointment until I got here. They're like, well, you're not physically here, so we can't give you an appointment. Or they're like, when are you going to be here? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Because <laughs> I know I'm going, but I don't know when. And then you recommended and hooked it up with the amazing Dr. Tate, who said, yes, he would see me. Just let me know when I got here. And so now my plan is Dr. Tate is going to be my doctor. I'm going to deliver with him at a hospital in Atlanta where, that he works out of. I just interviewed a whole bunch of doulas. I think I found my doula. And so that's the plan. Start at home and then go to the hospital. And how far along are you now? I am almost, I'm 34 and a half weeks. Okay. So you're basically two weeks away from term, 37 weeks. And you're filming a show and yeah. you just moved across the country and you're just finding your labor team. Yeah, we're going to finalize that today or tomorrow. And you seem super calm. Did you already have a place in Atlanta? No, I mean, I kind of knew where I wanted to live, the building that I wanted to live, because I'd lived here the year before. And so we kind of, it was kind of crazy. We flew in, went to the leasing office, looked at the two units, literally landed, didn't have an apartment, signed the lease, and then moved in, and then... Uh, the movers met us half an hour later with furniture and set it up at the place. Like it was just insane. So insane. I mean, must be similar for other people on your show. Well, most of the cast actually lived here already. Oh, that's nice for them. (laughs) One of them was flying in from LA, but he has a house out here and everyone had a home. I was the only one that flew in without actually having a place to stay. And you had to bring your family. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, your husband, your dog, and you've been a mother for a long time to a little 29 year old. Yes, my baby, my first, my son, my turtle. Your turtle. (laughs) (laughs) Are the dog and turtle doing well with the move? Yeah, they are. I mean, they're so used to it because honestly, I've never really worked in LA or New York. It's always a different city. And it's usually a week's notice, fly in and set it up. So I'm, I'm used to it. Oh, so they must get bored when you're in one place too long. Yeah, exactly. Does the turtle go outside? He does. For walks? Um, not for walks, but I take him to like parks and he likes to like run around the grass. Oh, that's okay. So yeah. <laughs> he's a <the> spoiled turtle. <laughs> he is. I have a feeling you're gonna have a really spoiled kid pretty soon. We hope not. <laughs> it's hard not to. I know. I'm looking at my ten year old right now thinking i blew it he's totally spoiled (laughs) 
All right. So this is, uh, well, we're running out of time. Okay. Talk to me about acting while 35 weeks pregnant. <laughs> First of all, I assume it's long production days like all the other productions. You know, because of COVID, everything is different. We just did the first week and the first week was kind of, we only shot two scenes a day just trying to get, you know, a handle on all the the new, like there's just a lot of new policies in place to keep everyone safe and testing. So we're, we're still trying to figure that out. But the hours, they're not as long. They're long, but they're not as long. But everyone's been fantastic. And I mean, it's Dynasty. So everything is gowns and heels and big bags and, you know, everyone's been really wonderful and taking care of me and just making sure I'm okay. And like, you know, putting my feet up and getting me food. And it's just, that's my dream. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I better start modeling and eating bagels. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I know the secret formula now. I mean, heels as far along must, how is that on your body? I haven't worn heels or anything this entire eight and a half months. And my first day I was like, my feet have not swollen. I've been doing so good. First day on set, feet were like, they swelled so bad. So I had to go buy Epsom salt, you know, the, the compression socks. And I actually just bought some boots for my compression boots. Oh, wow. To try to like help it go down. Cause Keep I, it down. yeah, my shoes went up two sizes in like 10 minutes. So they had to, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, it's okay. It's okay. We'll find you another pair. But that was interesting. That's amazing. You're making me wish so badly that I had an Atlanta office, which I used to. Before I moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> it kills me. Did. It kills me to not be there for you. Mm. Well, you were wonderful. You really helped me a lot in LA. I, I tried to, uh, on that last visit, I just tried to give you enough to hold you over for a couple of months. But it's a challenge. What happens when you give birth with your filming schedule? Obviously, you're not going to keep filming. Well, luckily, it's going to tie in perfectly with I mean, I might miss like a week or something, but ties in perfectly with the holidays because we break for Christmas and New Year's. Oh, that was so smart when you accidentally got pregnant thinking that (laughs) this timing would be perfect. Yeah. So it's going to be about six weeks with that and, you know, maybe missing like a week and then I'll come back in January when everyone else comes back. That's the plan. So in your labor and delivery plans, you're planning for a hospital birth, but since you were planning home birth, does that mean you're planning for more of like a home birth at the hospital, more of a, an interventional birth? That's what I would love. I mean, I want to go there as late as possible and I don't want any kind of anything. Are you flexible in case things change along the way? Of course. Yeah. And so who's coming with you as your partner and your doula? We don't allow doulas. Oh, they still don't allow doulas? Oh, so she's going to be on FaceTime. Is there any hope that'll change in the next month? I don't think so. Cases are just going up and hospitals are just getting more strict. So In uh, Georgia? All I need is for them to say the partners aren't allowed and then that'll change my plan completely. I don't even know what I would do. Back to home birth. Did you meet a midwife in Atlanta? I met one, but you know, it's hard. Once you meet Bliss, it's like she was fine, but I just didn't have that. And also, I've been meeting with Bliss every couple of months, or like once a month, and building that relationship. It's hard to just come in a month before and build that kind of trust and bond, and you know, it just didn't work. I, I need to feel free of all that pressure. So that makes sense. But Dr. Tate's pretty naturally minded, so or open minded at the very least. So, would you not be able to labor at home with your doula before you go to the hospital? That's what my plan is. Oh, I'm going to okay, labor cool. as long as I can. 
Do you have thoughts on what will help keep you feeling calm or comfortable? You know, we've gotten our bag ready. And so like a lot of like scents and essential oils and music. And I've been practicing a lot of the coping techniques, massages. Well, I haven't, my husband has. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great though. Cause I'm like, you, you know, you're going to have to be working for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a long gig for people who are not used to massaging that much. Exactly. So, well, it sounds like you have a great plan, and I love that it's flexible because, you know, yes. I believe in you a thousand percent, but birth is just sort of its own game. It's never the same twice, and it's good to have a goal and aim for the goal, but also to be able to shift a little bit and take a different path to the same destination if you need to. But you have like all the determination, drive, passion, energy. So, um, you know, to be a fly in the wall, I think it's going to be an amazing experience. Um, hopefully you'll come back after this kid pops out and tell us how it went down. I would love to. Daniela, thanks so much for joining me. Where can we find you online? It's Daniela underscore Alonso on Instagram. Oh, that was already but, taken. And then my Facebook is the real Daniela Alonso. Okay. So on Instagram, Daniela <laughs> underscore Alonso and on Facebook, the real Daniela Alonso. I'm going to both of those pages right now, and I'm going to find you. Um, thanks so much for joining us at home. Thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you like this type of information, visit us online because we have a ton more. It is informedpregnancy.com. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a whole.